0: You're listening to the Gamer Quack Podcast. The podcast geared towards the love of all things gaming and waterfowl. Ready. Engage. Gamer Quack! Hey there, welcome back to the Gamer Quack Podcast. I'm Richard, and before I get in the news and what I'm playing right now, I just wanted to let you know that I will be at Uncanny Comic Expo which is being held at the Grand Casino in Shawnee, Oklahoma, this Saturday. That's August 28th. I'll be sharing a table with my friend and author, Roger Colby, who will be selling his books and promoting our other podcast, The Three Cylinder Star I'll be having a giveaway there as well. I'll be giving away a copy of Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition and Sonic the Hedgehog on Blu-ray. So stop by, say hi, and enter your name in the drawing for that prize. Okay, now on to the news xCloud is finally coming to console Uh, so I prefer to download games rather than stream them given the choice but that's just me but you know for people that like to stream games uh, I guess that's a good option for them Um, I kind of get it uh, for like phones and laptops and things like that but I don't know why you would want to stream on a console that seems I mean if you could just download it straight there but I know other people have like data caps and things like that with their uh, internet services, so uh, to each their own, but uh, it's not for me. Uh, but we do have a release date, finally, for in Halo Infinite. It is launching December 8th of this year. Uh, it's going to launch without a campaign co-op and, and forge. Uh, this is a quote from Joseph Statton, head of, of creative uh, on Halo Infinite. Uh, he says... When we looked at these two experiences, campaign co-op and Forge, we made the determination that they're just not ready. So we're going to keep campaign co-op and Forge in the oven for a little bit longer. When they're ready, we're going to release them as part of our as part of our seasonal roadmap next year. That's what he had to say on the matter. Uh, I'm not really big into multiplayer, I had only planned on playing the campaign in single player, but I know a lot of people aren't going to be happy about this. It kind of feels like the game is being released half-baked, and maybe it should have been delayed a little longer. But, anyways, in PlayStation news now, a PS5 patch has been released for Horizon Zero Dawn that bumps the frame rate up to 60 frames per second, uh, which is a great reason to jump back in or play it for the first time even before uh, Horizon Forbidden West releases next year. And next up is that Netflix is now testing its in-act gaming service in Poland on Android devices. If you haven't heard about this, uh, Netflix is getting into the video game business by adding games to stream in-app right now next to your films and tv shows uh the only games available there that they're testing right now is the two stranger things games uh that came out fairly recently they were on mobile and i think they're on switch and i believe stranger things 3 the second one is on switch and playstation and xbox as well uh it'll be interesting to see how well this develops uh Netflix has said that streaming games will be available at no extra cost in the app, but I've got a feeling Netflix will raise their monthly subscription price again if and when this comes to full fruition. Um, now for a really cool story. Uh, students at uh, CU Denver's College of Engineering, Design, and Computing developed a project titled Healthcare at Play which seems, seeks to help arthritis patients through video game. I mean, Trevor Lib- Libby, Nicholas Wilde, uh, Lin Fuang Lam, Faisal Aldehani, Barack Toplu, and Mauricio Milan Carlos. I'm sure I pronounced some of those names wrong, uh, and I'm sorry. Uh, but they created a device to encourage people with arthritis in their hands to perform exercises. Uh, sponsored by TIBCO Software Inc., the project seeps to, seeks to make exercising fun. While there are many forms of arthritis and hand conditions, the students focused on osteoarthritis, designing a device to gather measurable data in the form of flexibility, position, and or force exertion. In order to make exercising and recovery engaging, the students used video games to motivate arthritis patients to work out their hands, primarily fingers, without repeating boring exercises. Hand exercises are very important because our hands are used for activities of daily life and they can be damaged from poor ergonomics, repetitive tasks, and aging. Faculty advisors Dan Jensen and Jeffrey Selman helped students design a glove prototype with varying sensors. The different types of sensors tested included force sensing resistors, flex sensors, and hall effect sensors. A combination of flex sensors and linear hall effect sensors offered the most promising results. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna, uh, pretend that I know what some of that is. Uh, but, <laughs> if you know what it is, cool. Uh, but anyways, the globe prototype was developed by engineering students. The sensor's data is sent to an Arduino placed with a wearable 3, 3D printed housing, which is then sent to a computer that displays the game with its accompanying props, prompts. After a game is complete, the signal data from these sensors can be saved in a format to be sent to TIBCO's Spotfire software for analysis and a visual report. With enough data and repeated use, Spotfire can help pinpoint any patterns or can be used to suggest areas improvement that users may need. An interdisciplinary project combining electrical and mechanical engineering, healthcare at play also benefited from industry collaboration with TIBCO, a software and enterprise data company headquartered in Palo Alto, California. Uh, I suffered from arthritis myself and it's always really cool to see how video games are improving the life of others. Uh, but that's all the news I have for today. Uh, now on what I'm playing right now. I started Psychonauts 2 when it dropped this week and it's a really good time. I'm not very far into it. I just finished the first mission. But I've already laughed multiple times. The dialogue Tim Schafer writes is just hilarious. Uh, The original cast is all back, including Invader Zim himself, Richard Horowitz, as Raz. Uh, I know Elijah Wood and Jack Black are playing characters in this game as well, who Tim Schafer has collaborated with on on his other games too. Uh, The performances are all great. Basically the story for this one is Raz is now an intern at Psychonauts headquarters, and there's a mole within the organization that's manipulated another character from the first game to kidnap Lily's father, Truman Zanotto, who is one of the Psychonauts founding members. Raz and the other Psychonauts need to find out who by, of course, entering the minds of other characters. Its design is very much like the platformers of early to mid-2000s. you're searching each level for collectibles to rank up and upgrade your powers and abilities, with some collectibles being unreachable until you've upgraded your abilities. Overall, it's funny and charming, and I think you need to go play it right now if you have an Xbox Game Pass. The original 2005 game is also on Game Pass if you want to go back to it and to get it caught up on the story. There is a recap of the beginning of Psychonauts 2, of what happened in the previous games, but it's not the same as experience it. experiencing it. Uh... It's also on PS4 and PS5 for purchase digitally. Uh, I really wish I'd invested in the original Kickstarter for it because I could have got a physical copy. Hopefully at some point Double Fine will be selling physical copies to the wider public. Uh, I'll definitely be buying a physical copy if they do. Well, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Once again, I hope to see you this Saturday at the Uncanny Comic Expo. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Gamer Quack Podcast.